You're listening to Answering Difficult Questions Biblically, a Sunday school series taught by Pastor Dan Christians at Maple City Baptist Church in Chatham, Ontario. For more information about Maple City, please visit us online at maplecitybaptistchurch.com. The first question is this. Why did Jesus still have the nail prints after he was resurrected? I don't know if you've ever wondered that. When we think about dying and going to heaven, we don't usually consider the idea that we're going to have, you know, when I scope myself a few at Christmas time, that this scar will still be there. Will will I have that scar in heaven? Um, And we assume not, right? A glorified body would not be scarred up and broken still. But then we think about Thomas's famous words, which you think about Thomas, the fact that he said many things throughout his life, and this is what he's famous for. John 20, 25. Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger in the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. So he is doubting Thomas because he said this phrase one time so many years ago. And the funny thing is nobody knows him as confessing Thomas. Right? It's not, it's not that the next thing he said was, my Lord and my God. That's not what we know him for, though, right? You know him for, so don't say stupid things. That's the lesson tonight. Um, <laughs> but remember, Jesus' response to Thomas was, put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. And so clearly at that point, there was a physical mark of the, of the death of Christ. And I read a few things this week, and one person pointed out, well, would he still have the mark of the crown of thorns? Would he still have the marks from the lashes he took? And I don't know if we know the answer to that question entirely, but we do know that the scars of Jesus will never go away because Fanny Crosby wrote a song, and she said, I shall know him, I shall know him, and redeemed by his side I shall stand. I shall know him, I shall know him, by the print of the nails." In his hands. Now, can you imagine if he didn't have the scars and you were just walking around heaven being like, oh no, who is Jesus? I can't find him. But you're like, oh, that guy's got, right? No, I'm, this is a joke. <laughs> That's not the only reason that we're going to know who Jesus is in heaven, just for the record, all right? Um, and I don't think that, that just because Fanny Crosby wrote that song, which is a wonderful song, I was singing it in my head for like hours last week. Um, I don't think that because she wrote that song, that's def- definite proof that he's going to have the, the nail marks forever. Uh, so, uh, I, I thought one thing that was interesting about this question is I read a blog this week that was written by somebody who was once a fundamentalist who is now kind of like agnostic, certainly doubting their faith. And they said that, that this question and, and that passage with Doubting Thomas is the nail in the coffin of biblical inerrancy. So the person's point was, there is no way that the Bible is perfectly true because Jesus still had his scars. If he, if, if he had a glorified body, according to 1 Corinthians 15, there is no way he would continue to have scars. And so that proves that there is an error and that this story of Doubting Thomas was placed into the Bible a long time before. I think that that way of thinking is ludicrous. I don't think it follows um, 
at all. And I think, I think for a few reasons. Um, first, I think that if, if Jesus chose that his body would retain the scars of him being crucified for eternity so that forever we would have this like visual reminder, this, this symbol of our sins being paid for and what Christ has done for us, then he's, <laughs> he's allowed to make that decision, right? If that's, if that's what God said would, should happen, I don't think just because Jesus has scars forever and I don't believe we will have scars forever, that that necessarily means. Now, here's the thing. There might be some scars that we do have forever because they are wonderful reminders of God's working in our life. I don't know. I don't know if any of us can say this for sure. This is, this goes back to another one of those questions about heaven that part of heaven is a mystery and it's a glorious mystery. It's meant to be something that we ponder and think about and wonder about. And sometimes questions like this can lead us into more pondering that hopefully leads us toward worship and excitement, right? We should be excited. Joanne? Good. Okay, so you're, you're getting ahead of us a little bit. Um, but that's a good question. Um, okay, Joe's got also got. The best thing about scars, though, is that they don't really hurt us anymore, right? Mm-hmm, that's they're just, true. They're just, every time we look at it, it's like, oh, yeah, I remember how that happened and what that happened. And yeah. I think that's why Jesus kept this. It's a good point. To remind everybody who sees him that he did go through all of that to redeem us. Yes. And yes. that it doesn't cause him pain anymore. Now it's a symbol of hope and victory. Love, yeah. Um, but but Joe's point is good. Scars don't necessarily uh, hurt anymore, but they do remind us of of something. And sometimes that's a great reminder of hope and love and, and those things. So um, this is what we know about Jesus' post-resurrection body. We know that that he had, and I believe he had a glorified body when he was resurrected. The reason is because he was able to go through the walls, right, and just appear with them and, and, and before them. Um, but it's also a body that could eat, which is encouraging to me that I don't think our glorified bodies need to eat, but we can if we want to, all right? And so so I think that there would be eating, and certainly we know there's going to be marriage supper of the Lamb in heaven, and, and there should be great feasts and rejoicing in heaven forever. Um, it is a body, and I think it's a body that could be touched because Jesus says, put your nail here, put your hand, Okay. Now, you go to the one verse where Magdalene says, well, don't touch me yet. I'm not yet ascended. It's not glorified. It's ascended into heaven. And um, the, the Greek word for touch is not um, touch me. The Greek word is cling to me and not let me go. And so the idea there is I'm not here with you forever yet. I'm going to ascend into heaven. There will be a day where I never have to let you go again, where you can cling to me in that sense. But for now, don't cling because I'm, I still got to go to heaven. And then when I come back, yes, then, then there'll be no need to part ever again. Just beautiful. So, um, his, his body died a perishable body. It was raised an imperishable. It died a natural body. It was raised a spiritual and resurrected and glorified body. Um, one thing that is interesting about the resurrected body of Christ is that it seems like most people, when they saw him at first, didn't recognize him immediately. And there's, there's different ideas of why that's the case. One is that uh, they were so... Do you know when you go into a, a store... And you know somebody from one circumstance all the time. And then you go into the store and you're like, 
I know you, but I can't place you. And then you realize, oh, it's there. Like you're the person that serves me at Subway all the time and I see you every day, you know, or Tim Hortons. Um, and, and then all of a sudden, like it clicks, but you didn't, you don't see it at first because you don't expect to see the person there. Okay. Well, they're just, we're talking about Jesus who they just saw brutally crucified and he's gone. He's dead. And they're still in this horrible state of mourning for this person. You just don't expect to see him as like the next person. You might, you might glance over and they're like, oh, it looks like a gardener. And maybe the gardener looks a little bit like Jesus, but you don't expect it. And so maybe that's, that's just a psychological reason why. It also could be that his, his glorified body was distinct enough, different enough, maybe perfect enough that, that it wasn't exactly the image. But when they saw him, they knew him. When they really saw him, when, when, the road to Emmaus. When it wasn't like Jesus had to convince them. No, guys, it's really, it's really, it's me. Like, do you remember, like three years ago when we did this together, and then two years ago this happened, and and finally they were like, oh, okay, I guess I'll believe you, even though it doesn't look like you. It is you. It was like when they recognized him, they were sure it was him. So there was certainly something about his appearance that was recognizable enough that when they saw him properly, they knew it was him. Okay, and that, that's I think that's an interesting tidbit that like somehow in our bodies are in heaven will be recognizable but not exactly the same potentially yeah that could be the case joe's saying that it could be that the reason they didn't recognize him was just because he had so many scars now that they don't remember and that could be the case good good thought all right let's just this con- conclude this um thought with another song matthew bridges uh wrote um, crown of many crowns, and the last stanza it says, "Crown him the Lord of love. Behold his hands and side, rich wounds yet visible above, in beauty glorified." All right. So that's our question: Why did Jesus still have a nail prints after he's resurrected? Uh, we'll move on to the next question. Unless anybody has one more thing to say about that. So maybe when he sees the lamb that was slain. Yeah, I think that there's so much imagery in that. Like, here's the lion. I saw the lamb. And, and as though it was slain, maybe that's an indication that there was still marks of death on him. But it's hard to say that that's for sure. Oh, the question is, is that what's being referred to in Revelation chapter 5 when John sees... The, is told to look to see the lion of the tribe of Judah, and he looks, but when he looks, he sees a lamb as it had been slain. And is that the, the as it had been slain, referring to the marks on the body of Jesus? Could be. Yeah, in, in Revelation 1, Jesus is described, and the description is just phenomenal. It's like, yeah. And so, is that what Jesus' glorified body looks like, and is that what they saw? It could be. Um, it's... It's like, it's hard to know when, when Jesus is giving, we're getting this picture of the uh, Christ that will walk around with forever or this like vision of Christ as he sits on his throne in all his glory. But that could be, it's also hard to work through like when it says all of those things, how literal do you take that symbolism? Do you know what I mean? So like it's describing something that he's, he's having trouble putting to words because it's not something you see all the time, but is he, is he using similes and metaphors so that in the way that we normally would to say like, he, you know, he looks like a lion and you say that about someone and you probably don't mean, or he looks like a bear. 
You know, is that person just like super big and hairy and scary looking or do they actually look like a bear? And, and so trying to figure out where that line is is hard. I think it'd be neat to see him and then read that and be like, oh, now I see what you meant. Thank you for listening. If you would like to learn more about what you've just heard or are interested in the ministry of Maple City, please visit our website at maplecitybaptistchurch.com.